1: Download the
0: Instacart app to get free delivery on your
1: first three orders while supplies last.
0: Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at Western New York with news, features, and special guests. Now, here's your host, Brian Rusk.
1: Welcome to the Rusk Report on the Fed AM 1520, blanketing 17 states and much of Canada. Our guest today is a popular Erie County legislator, Frank J. Todaro. I'd like to tell you a little bit about this uh, gentleman. He knows the importance of putting family first. He's a fiscal conservative. Frank Todaro hates waste and is determined to put the Erie County taxpayer first. He's a hunter, a sportsman. Frank Todaro is proud of his Second Amendment rights and has had a registered pistol permit for over 19 years. He coached his daughter's baseball team in the Lancaster Depew League and created an apprenticeship program to teach the next generation his trade. Erie County Legislator Frank Todaro. You may have seen the media coverage of Frank Todaro speaking out for investigation and for transparency with the migrant crisis. We've seen many counties prohibit The bringing in of migrants, the town of Chictawaga is now stopping this practice. And we've seen a lot of crimes. A couple alleged rapes have taken place, burglaries, fire and flooding in a hotel, and a nail-stabbing attempt. Let's talk about these migrants. Where do you stand, Frank
0: Todaro? Well, good morning, and I... uh it's amazing, uh, guess, uh, all those accolades you have there on the list. It's uh, it's, it's nice to hear actually. You kind of forget as you, you grind every day and try to do the right thing for the people of Erie County. Thank you. Uh, but good morning. And um, the migrant issue is uh, it's 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 a concern that's that's starting to actually spiral out of control. It's out of control because New York City right now is pleading that all illegal immigrants. Stop coming to New York. That's how bad it is. Governor Hochul is consistently pleading uh, daily all over the networks to stop coming. They're spending all the money that they have allocated on the side for, let's say, quote, emergency use. It's dwindling fast. And uh, it's not going to be good for the state. The, The other problem we're having is Erie County executive, Mark Poland has rolled out the red carpet five, six months ago, letting the, the asylum seekers know to come to New York, come to Erie County. We'll take them in. So we're going to have a direct impact here and New York city. So it's a double whammy. It's not going to be good for the taxpayers that want to save community here. So it, it, we have a problem. Brian yes we have a problem and you know it it, we just it's a dire very dire concern everyone's just not really talking about it we we uh the minority caucus under the leadership of John Mills we proposed to talk about this in committees we demanded we stood up said this needs to be talked about the majority side said there's not enough information Let's postpone this conversation. That's aggravating because we knew, I mean, we had to just use logic that this will be a problem financially. After four months, we've been waiting, pounding our desk that we got to have this conversation. The actual constituents of the majority side said, wait a minute, you guys got to talk about this. It's affecting Cheektawaga. It's affecting Amherst. Enough's enough. So that pressure made the majority side bring up the conversation. We had that public hearing last week. We invited everyone that was involved from Dot .go to Jericho Road, uh, Jewish Family Services, anyone that's helping with asylum seekers. And we've asked the hard questions. And the answers we got were just dancing around what we really needed to hear. We need to get the answers.
1: Well, why can't, so, why can't Frank Todaro, why can't we do, for example, in Amherst, what Chic Duwaga did, and why can't we do in Erie County what neighboring counties did and prohibit illegal migrants who came here illegally? Why don't these other municipalities follow suit?
0: That's a simple but terrible answer I'm going to give you is it's because the leadership— is not allowing it. They're not allowing that at all. We have four here in Erie County. You have four of us in the minority caucus, and you have the uh, the additional seven on the majority. To put that vote up, first of all, just to get the vote up is not happening. Secondly, if the vote was to come up, I'm going to tell you right now, that vote would not go through. It'd be seven to four against putting any moratorium to allow more illegal immigrants in here. Um, it, it's just, you know, it, it seems like we're not gaining traction here. We're being pushed under the rug. Let's, there's nothing to see here kind of attitude. Um, the majority side, again, is feeling the pressure and they're starting to talk about it, like I mentioned, but not get It just seems like they're prolonging things I I don't know where the logic is these days why are we not getting things done we're trying to make positive traction out of this and we're not getting it
1: well I know with my parents they left France in 1946 it took them two years my father was a physician they my parents left Poland And then they were in France waiting for two years to come legally to the United States. And that was the process. They accepted it. They did all the applications. They got a sponsor. They proved that they were healthy. And it took them two years. Isn't
0: that the right process,
1: Legislative
0: Frank Todaro? That's right, Brian. That exactly is the—this should be the process. You know, I'm going to give you my background. I am first-generation Italian-American. Both my parents were born in Sicily. Came here as very young children. My grandparents had to leave pretty much at one o'clock in the morning because of the, with the way the uh, the corruption with the crime was in Sicily back in the late 60s. They, they had to leave and just find a better life. It took almost two years. We had sponsors already here in the United States They were able to get the approval from the the government, and they got on a ship and came here. My mother remembers to this day, my mother looks like um, she's got the blonde hair, blue eyes. And when she went to Ellis Island, they looked at her as – she doesn't look Italian. She looks like she's sick. She was quarantined for two weeks. Mm -hmm. They didn't have the medical ways to figure out if she was sick or had some kind of disease. For two weeks, she was in her own little place looking through a glass window to see my grandparents, but it was done the right way. They went through heck to become U.S. citizens many years they were here as aliens considered on their, on their paperwork and it took them six years the right way, but they've done nothing but positive things, jobs, learning the language. Respectful to uh, the U.S. citizens. They've done everything the right way. It took, t- it took time. Nobody gave them a bag with a cell phone, spending, the, the debit cards, bicycles I'm seeing. It- it's unbelievable.
1: Our guest today is Legislator Frank Todaro, who's had a lot of courage and stamina and tenacity. And speaking out on the illegal migrant issue in western New York, if you're listening in Cheektawaga, Toronto, or Manhattan, drop us a note. Please write to Brian Rusk, Bet, AM 1520, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Amherst, New York, 14226. I'd like to thank those who have called regarding our recent guest, Marketing Executive Christina Shea, Executive Chef on National Canadian TV, Patrick Wise, and Legislator Chris Green. We'll have a coming up a famous Muskoka artist, D.A. Dunford, on this program next week. A little bit more information about Frank Todaro. He was elected in 2019 as a county legislator for the 2020-21 term. He spent his entire life living in the 8th Legislative District, which covers the towns and villages of Lancaster and Alden, parts of Cheektowaga, and all the village of Depew. Growing up in Depew, Chictawaga, he attended Our Lady of the Blessed Sacrament on French Road. In 92, Frank's family moved up the road to Lancaster. He and his wife, Cecile, continue to live in Lancaster with their five children and our parishioners at St. Gabriel's on Clinton Street. Little plug here, Western New Yorkers love their traditions, and the Ampo Legal newspaper has been writing about Polish American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper, as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampol Legal. The Ampol Legal is available in many Tops and Wegmans stores. For home delivery, call 716-835-9454 that's 716-835-9454 to the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week. Let's switch the topic to tax reduction. We have some of the highest property taxes in the United States. They're probably going to go up further with the illegal migrants coming in. where We have to police and put them in schools at local taxpayer expense. How are we going to get our taxes reduced so we have people move western york instead of moving away legislator frank todaro
0: well one of my plans uh when i first was elected was to pay attention to job growth here in western new york um the job growth itself has been uh, willy-nilly not 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 so good there's not really incentive for major companies to come here they're going to you know, southern states where the weather is better and it, the taxes are great. Um, Florida, Texas, you know, I'm paying attention. I've had a, a company, a friend of mine, he wanted to bring 300 jobs uh, from Italy. And uh, he just shook his head after three months of investigation, said New York wasn't even close to being competitive. That it's very disheartening. When you have jobs, you stimulate you're stimulating the economy you're, you're keeping the money local the other problem now is uh again with the migrant situation you're gonna have to raise taxes i think uh from what i'm hearing i, I i'm it's not a fact yet but governor Hochul, that that's going to be a problem we're being taxed out of our own homes it's it's, it's it's really bothersome. Um, I will say that uh, just recently, we uh, we had, every three years we have to renegotiate the sales tax with uh, New York State to approve the eight three the three quarter percent on top of the eight. Um, we were able to reduce for the first time in almost twenty years the levy. Now, the levy, what most, most people don't really understand that. I'll just give in layman terms, is extra money sitting aside for the Erie County government to utilize if it's for emergency use or uh, anything of that such. Reducing the levy means it's a direct impact to the, the Erie County tax bill. But again, you have the school taxes, and the school taxes alone keep going up. So where it goes down on one side of your school, your your taxes on the Erie County property tax, it's going up on your school. It's it's just the spending is out of control. I see it daily in the legislature. uh, More jobs are getting approved. We have not only let's say a secretary to a commissioner, but a secretary to the secretary. These these are all jobs that are just political. It, it, it promised jobs. We can say no, but the majority says yes, and it gets voted through. You know, we have a great candidate right now, Chrissy Casilio, and uh, she's got some plans to reduce the government without reducing services. So I, I, I do have to plug that in there because I, I believe in what she, she wants to do with the county.
1: Let's talk a little bit more about the crime issue. As I mentioned, there were two alleged rapes with the migrants. There was a situation where a migrant uh, put a shirt over a um, sprinkler system in a hotel. There was two feet of water uh, set in the basement of a Chituaga hotel. There was a fire. Uh, One of the migrants was cooking in the hotel room. There was a fire. Alleged burglary in Amherst with three... Guatemalans, then at the uh, Red Roof Inn in Amherst, allegedly a man took a knife, or excuse me, a nail, tried to cut somebody up. What are we going to do about the crime problem with the migrants? Legislator Frank Todaro.
0: So in other countries, this is a normal, uh, I mean, unfortunately, it's it's almost like a normal uh, daily process of the way what we're what we've seen now is two rapes. The first rape, actually, is coming out now. Was not one time, but multiple times with another migrant, in actually in the presence of a child, in in the room. That's happened more than once with that with that poor, that poor victim. Uh, second, the second was a a rape, uh, first degree rape to an employee of, uh, I think it was uh, one, one of the, uh, the the services that's helping the, uh, the migrant situation. Uh, only two, it, may, it may have been Jericho Road, I'm not 100%, but it was one of the employees that was uh, pretty much secluded to a room and um, that, that's when that occurred. And of course we have uh, property damage and a threat from a, a nail a large like gutter nail to uh the police department and those ones are out there publicly we all know about that and those the ones that are in the holding center now the two individuals that are in the holding center Mm -hmm. and i did confirm with the the sheriff we are at fifty thousand dollars of direct impact to the erie county taxpayer to keep them in the holding center and that That meter is still running as we speak right now, uh, which goes into another situation with the district attorney. They are,
1: yes. On that topic, Legislator Frank Todaro, why doesn't the district attorney get a hold of ICE and deport these people so we don't have local taxpayers in Erie County left with a $50,000 bill? Legislator Todaro.
0: From what I'm told is that was one of the questions and uh, the federal government is pretty much on a stand down, stay out of this situation right now is, is what I'm being told. This is something that has to be uh, unfortunately handled here through the justice system, the justice system that we, we all pay into on, on our taxes. Uh, we have people now here that are not citizens and gaining those benefits to be protected and defended by public defenders on our dime. That's the law re- that it reads and that's the way they're going to handle it. It, it. it, it Everything just spider webs out. You're going to consistently have every angle from um, moving asylum seekers around the area. There, someone's driving them. Someone's using fuel. There, there's just so many ways that this is actually affecting us as the taxpayers here in Erie County. Well, but back to the district yes, attorney that uh, I'm going to, um, he will be coming into the public hearing on October. Uh, the, the first week of October is the next public hearing. And uh, again, I'm going to reiterate, it is open to the public. You You should be there and show your support of your county that you live in. I know everyone has pride where they live in, and let's not complain about it and do something about it. Come in. Talk to your your fellow legislators that are representing where you live, and ask them what are they going to do about it.
1: For those who just tuned in, we're speaking with the courageous Erie County Legislator Frank J. Todaro. If you're listening in Lancaster, New York, Montreal, or Northern Florida, drop us a note. Please write to Brian Rusk, Rusk Report, Bet AM 1520, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. We always greet cards and letters from Canadian and European listeners as we have received letters as far as Scandinavia and New Zealand with the Bet AM 1520. A little bit more information about Frank Todaro. He just couldn't sit on the sidelines any longer. After serving four years on the board of Good Government Club of Western New York, Frank Todaro decided to, that it was time to stand up for the hardworking families in his community. He serves on the Erie 1 Bosey's Advisory Board for Trade Skills Education and was awarded the Commemorative Distinguished Alumni Award and was the keynote speaker in 2016. Frank Todaro has served on the ICAR Board for Western New York to establish industry best practices. For the past 10 years, and was inducted into the Buffalo Business First 40 under 40 five years ago. Our guest, legislator Frank Todaro. Now, Cheek is now prohibiting migrants to be housed in hotels. Why can't Amherst and other communities do the same thing? Because I understand there's a problem in Hamburg also. Frank Todaro.
0: Yes. So, uh, Amherst uh really needs to um call your your supervisor and uh remind your supervisor Brian Culpa, that uh it is not a political situation as he stated this is uh, something that the republicans are um, abusing the asylum seekers as he says to use as a stepping stone to make this a political war. It's not a political war. It's a financial logical situation that's happening here locally in our backyards. now he needs to get this on the agenda, have a public hearing and listen to his real bosses. The real bosses are those that live in Amherst and the board member needs to hear the concerns the police department should be involved and make sure that they have a record of any time. There is a situation uh, when it comes to um, any of the asylum seekers, Cheektawaga gave me four full pages of individual events that that involve any non-citizen that was there in Cheektawaga, four pages. And that's four months, I mean, two of them being uh, rapes. So I don't know what's, uh, what is going on. I haven't been really, uh, paying attention with the police department in Amherst. I haven't heard anything, but again, that is really not my district. And it's something that I'm going to ask legislator Jeannie vinyl if, uh, she has been staying in tune uh, with the, uh, police department for any uh, actions that are illegal happening there from panhandling, to thefts um going on people's property uh i guess uh, in other countries you can just walk around and really not respect other people's property as as here in the united states they can just walk up and take something off your porch let's say that has been happening in chikawaga walking through neighborhoods petty petty larceny going on uh so that's what you need to do is get a hold of your supervisor Brian Culpa and make sure he's listening to what you want you live there that's what you want if he's ignoring it then he's he's the problem
1: well, let's switch now Legislative Frank J. Todaro to school costs we talked about policing and my understanding is there's no aid coming from Albany or Washington for policing or schools we're now going to see Perhaps dozens of children going into the Sweet Home School District, and uh, it's estimated at twenty-two thousand dollars per year per migrant student, and no aid from Albany or Washington. Is this right that we're left with the bill, Frank Dodaro.
0: We are. Yeah, we are. We are with the bill. That that is correct. Um, I can tell you. I know it's going to be fifty plus at this at this point in the Sweet Home district that is a confirmed number 50 it times $22,000 that's right and not enough resources I'm uh, from what I'm hearing uh, I'll tell you what's happening in the Cheek district please with Maryvale $400,000 has already been allocated from their budget just for the migrant children that are going to be attending and unfortunately they don't even have the proper teachers Uh, for the Spanish-speaking, enough services to to cover that. So they're using Google Translate on their mobile phones. I mean, come on. What is going on here? You know, they invite families here, but no plans.
1: I mean, we can't even, even, Frank, a legislator, Todaro, we can't even afford to pay for our school taxes, let alone another $400,000 for Maryvale school
0: taxpayers. That's right. We are imploding and busting at the seams and just blowing money left and right. And it's really those in power that are making the decisions for you against your will. Well, but, but no local input from school
1: taxpayers that they're going to have to spend $400,000 more and raise school taxes to pay for this.
0: You know, I, I, I really scratch my head when it comes to that. I mean, I'm hearing, I can walk anywhere in my community and hear the complaints from anyone that just approaches me, and I'll take my time and talk to them about it. But when it comes to voting, when it comes to approving a school budget, They're they're all being passed, and it really it's it's really bothersome.
1: I'm sorry we have to bring the Rust report to a close. We've heard the inside story with total transparency from Erie County legislator Frank. Jay Todaro. A special thanks to Ryan Bowling for helping arrange this interview, and Kevin Carr, Director of Production for the past 15 years. Thank you for enlightening us with the truth about the migrant crisis in western New York. Erie County Legislator Frank Todaro, any comments or thoughts, please write to Brian Rusk, Bet 1520, 500 Corporate Parkway, Amherst, New York, 14226. Thank you for enlightening us. Legislator Frank Todaro, have a great week.
0: Brian, thank you for having me on the show today. Thank you. You've been listening to The Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at the Western New York community with news, features, and special guests. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write to Brian Rusk, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Amherst, New York, 14226.